It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm just going to sniff my party popper. Hmm. Is not as much of a euphemism as it sounds. <laughs> That's going to be the intro, isn't it? Welcome to Pint of Football. The nation's drunkest football podcast, where like an American sitcom that didn't think to quit while it was ahead, we are currently recording our 100th episode. I don't think that that will get picked up by the mic, but I've just exploded a party popper. Reinventing himself in his dotage as an off-Broadway star, it's Andy Tinseltown Baxter. Hey, I'll take that. Hello. And an irritating sidekick in an unfondly remembered spin-off is Daz, cancelled after four episodes, Napton. And with you always, the deranged billionaire self-producing a series of erotic remakes of the Muppet films, I'm Tom Meadowcroft. Yeah, don't mess with the Muppets. <laughs> Not in that way, anyway. I did enjoy the Muppets Christmas Carol over, well, Christmas. But would you have enjoyed it more if the Muppets were all fucking... Hmm... Maybe in like spin-offs or something, but not in a Christmas Carol, you know. I don't know. It feels disrespectful somehow. <laughs> Michael Caine's in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> My- Michael Caine doesn't fuck. Oh, <laughs> 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 Michael Caine, sexually cautious man, <laughs> nervous love maker. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is by some metric I'm not quite sure of the hundredth episode. Um, is it the hundredth episode of In the Mix, or in general the hundredth episode? General big one hundred. Holy fuckles! Anyway, anyway, so this week we will be taking a trip to glorious Nippon, aka Japan. Yes. Um, as the resident weeb on this podcast, I was quite glad to have gotten Japan. It's a very vibrant and often confusing country. 
like many other Asian nations, it's uh, it's had a few false starts on the road to professional football. Its oldest club is called. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and say some Japanese things this episode just to warn you. Um, Tokyo Shiyuku Dan, who were formed as far back as 1917, and um, oh. they now. They now play in the seventh tier. Uh, been noted very much like our own Sheffield FC. Uh, were pushed aside by more professional clubs, but are still knocking about. Oh, they should definitely just have an annual friendly between that team and Sheffield. Sheffield FC and uh, Tokyo. Tokyo done. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Like, uh, I'm sure both teams would be absolutely delighted with the air fees for that one. Here's an idea: the oldest club. From every country in the world has a World Cup. That would be insane. <laughs> that would be so good. The logistics yeah. would be horrendous. I have played a couple of times at the oldest football club in Liverpool, which isn't Everton or Liverpool. Huh. It's it's what? a team called Liverpool Ramblers. Liverpool Ramblers. Okay. And and I um yeah, it's like eighteen eighty something. It's it's mad. Wow! Don't think there was any original players still when I was there, but no. Um, no. But it, <laughs> even so, it was um, it's it, it, that's a tiny part of history. There's a there's a team in um or in and around Liverpool. I, I don't know. I think they went they went out of like existence in like the eighties or seventies, and I think they may have come back. But they've got a really confusing name. It's like South South Brighton. Okay, there's New Brighton. That's it. That's yeah. it. New Brighton. It's not um, in Brighton. No, I mean, just I don't know who who's looking at like a random district in in Liverpool and going, "Ah, oh, yeah, you know what this reminds me of? Brighton." <laughs> and how many sort of layers of checks it had to get through before they all signed <laughs> off off on it? <laughs> so uh, the first time a league was attempted was in 1965 when the Japan Soccer League started. Japan, of course, has a very work-centric culture where you're expected to socialise with your colleagues. And almost all of the original clubs were work teams such as Toyo Industries, who we now know as Sanfreeze Hiroshima, and Yanmar Diesel, who became uh, Cherizawa Saka. Some big so, names. Yeah, I mean, like it, that is the thing. They're, they're quite big names. You don't get like... Uh, fucking... What do we have in this country? Total Network Solutions. Shoreline Aquaforce. Shoreline Aquaforce. That's still <laughs> my favourite club name ever. It is good. Cadbury, surely? Yeah. Cadbury Cadbury Athletic. So yeah, all these um, office boys sort of shambled around for a bit, gradually getting more and more professional until 1993, when the J-League that we know today um, was born and very quickly started attracting ageing stars such as Gary Lineker and Ramon Diaz. Uh, so the MVP for the initial year of the J-League was Verdi Kawasaki's Kazuyoki Miura, who I expect... Kazu, yes. <laughs> I expect a few listeners and Andy Baxter will recall as the man who refuses to retire. Uh, 55 years old, the striker is still signed to top division Yokohama FC and spent 2022 on loan at a fourth-tier club called... Suzuka Point Getters, again, very strong name, where he scored twice in 18 appearances. 
that was, <laughs> that's, that, that's excellent. I mean, I knew he wasn't at, at the top league side anymore. I didn't realize he was only on loan at the uh, lower team. I thought he'd, he'd sign there permanently. But even so, the fact that he even gets the odd appearance is still awesome. I mean, I meant, but I meant to work this out, but I didn't. I was rushed with time. But um, considering you guys like that, I'm going to uh, work out how old he was last time he scored in the top division. We were also uh, laughing Baxter at what looked like Tom falling off his chair. It looked like he just fell down a trapdoor or something. He just went <laughs> straight down. It was weird. I, I need a better solution for this uh, phone camera. <laughs> Fine. The last time that uh, Kazi scored in the top division... Oh, sorry, I'm talking absolute shite. They play in the J2 League, but still. Last time he scored for Yokohama was in 2017. So he would have been like well into his forties. Yeah. Again, that's still awesome. Forty nine, wouldn't he? If it was, if he's fifty five now. Mm-hmm. I'm Ash. glad someone can do math. It was tempting to make the whole episode about him, but it's, I think it's probably been done before. But for brevity's sake, my favorite fact about him is he made his debut for the uh, Japanese national futsal team at the age of forty five, twelve years after his retirement from the regular national side. Wow. That is incredible. I suppose there's less running in futsal. I don't know. Maybe. I just feel like it's so like twisty turny and stop start. I feel like once you once you've got an old body that would suck more, but I don't know, this guy's clearly a freak. Mm. Yeah. Should we get him on? <laughs> I don't think he speaks English. He does speak Portuguese. He's actually a naturalized Brazilian citizen because he played over there for a bit. Not very successfully, I might add. But um yeah. Do we know anyone who speaks Portuguese? No. Speaking of the national side, the Samurai Blue were formed in 1917 alongside that club whose name I've forgotten. First match was a resounding 5-0 defeat to Neighbours China. Uh. They are currently ranked 20th in the world after some of the recent giant killings they've performed in the World Cup, but they've never advanced past the round of 16. And that was this time? Yeah, round of 16 this time as well. I thought they were great, if I'm honest. They were great, yeah, they were. Um, It was a bit weird that they beat Germany and then just needed to beat Costa Rica and, like, just didn't turn up against Costa Rica and barely scraped through. But there you go. It was, I hate to say it, but it was quite a fun World Cup in a lot of ways. Yeah, we've talked about this off air, haven't we? That it's disappointing that the football was actually great um, and really enjoyable, and that's what people are going to remember rather than the fact that it was over there in the first place and how that came to be. But anyway, whatever. What are you saying about Costa Rica, though, briefly? Um, mm. I think some teams just prefer being the underdog or the supposed weaker team and having to yeah. sort of soak up pressure and then go. They don't cope well with being the favourites. Yeah, no, that's fair. That explains why England did so badly against Costa Rica, I suppose. Did they? Oh, it was years ago. Oh. We were already out of the competition, but then we just didn't go on near nil against Costa Rica, but no one gave a <laughs> shit. <laughs> that rings a bell, yeah. Was that was when um well yeah, that was just when they were naff when he played Uruguay, maybe he got beat. Yeah, and Italy. Italy as well. I'm just gonna sniff my party popper. Mm. Which is not as much of a euphemism as it sounds. <laughs> That's going to be the intro, isn't it? <laughs> so, uh, despite not getting very far in the World Cup, 
Um, they have won the Asian Cup four times, most recently in 2011. Weirdly, they have participated in the Copa America twice um, as the invitational team, which I, I don't know. I don't know what the thinking is behind that, but they've never made it out of the group stage. Yeah, I don't understand. Do they pick a team that they think is not going to embarrass them by winning it? I Yeah, I was wondering that. Yeah, that's definitely what they do. I mean, the last couple of times, and I'm guessing for the rest of time, it's going to be Qatar, isn't it? Ugh. Yeah. So, there also seems to be some sort of like uh, exhibition game, which is the winner of the AFC Cup versus the African champs. But I couldn't be bothered to research into that, but that sounds interesting. Maybe an offshoot of the Wontok Cup. <laughs> Wontok. So uh, Japan were just one win away from qualifying for their first ever World Cup in 1994. With the recent creation of the professional league, football had become very popular and Japanese fans across the country settled down in front of their TVs on the 28th of October 1993 to watch the lads take on Iraq at the Al-Ali Stadium in Doha. Uh, The match would go on to be known as Doha no Higeki, or the Agony of Doha. (laughs) So, a bit of foreshadowing. Kazuyoshi Mura, who was in his prime at this point, put the away team one ahead in only the fifth minute, only for Ahmed Radi to bring the team's level in the 55th. Uh, Masashi Nakayama probably thought he'd taken his country to the World Cup after he scored in the 69th minute, and Japan remained ahead as the clock hit 90. But Jof- Jafar, o- Jafar Omran <laughs> scored <laughs> Sorry, everybody, in injury time to deny them their debut on the world stage. The crafty Jafar. Jafar? Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm not... That's what I was thinking as I wrote this. Is it Jafar like the uh, the creepy parrot man from Aladdin? Is that a real name? Is that a name people have? If, if you're called Jafar and Please have a parrot. It, it's, it's definitely the only two Jafars I'm now aware of are both fairly evil characters <laughs> in, in, in different ways. So maybe it's more of a title bestowed upon. Oh, incidentally... Um... Either that is Jafar Omran's only goal ever for Iraq, or there's just no information on him. Because that's the only international goal that I can find attributed to him. Is it not on Wiki? Uh, I have checked both Wiki and some old stat sites. They don't seem to know like how many games he played for his clubs. So, I don't know. Probably just nonsense. They're a sneaky country, Iraq, aren't they? Sure does. <laughs> They don't want you to know what's going on there. <laughs> Do you want me to read out um, an article I've just come across called Japanese Mascots Play Soccer? Yes, please. It's from. It's a couple of years old now. It's 2017, but a, a couple of bits left out at me. Um, basically, on this day in Tokyo, several mascots got together to play soccer near Osaki Station, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more of a penalty shootout with a, than a match, which is probably understandable considering they're all sort of big felt nightmares. <laughs> big felt nightmares. That's the name of my Muppet porno. <laughs> <laughs> I can say I thought I saw them a download in 2010. <laughs> the bit that caught my eye is this, this, this sentence that says, at one point, an anthropomorphic tomato slice named Tomato Ningen missed the goal and hit me. This is a high-risk hobby. It's a lovely sentence. And then there's some nice pictures of 
Shinjo Kun shooting the ball, and Nonko scores a goal, and there's one that's like a big B. God, Nonko. And then there's oh, then there's a video of where the cameraman got hit by the anthropomorphic tomato. This oh, is, good. This is great. We should, follow, <laughs> we should we should follow these on Twitter. This should be in football strangers matches. None of this foreign muck for Andy Ward. <laughs> they're absolutely mascot daft in Japan like every little town's got their own sort of felt creature this is great I, I'm all up for this in, in, in Somerset <laughs> wow it's, it's Yeovil Chan <laughs> he's got eight toes I just my only worry is I don't know what the proper term is for those sort of sex pillows but you know, uh, body pillows or hugging pillows yeah that's I mean, I I think it's mm. a, a, a small step from that. Yeah. There's one that um, a fancy oyster called Notokaki-kun. It's supposedly a fancy oyster, but it looks a lot like um, a lady's <laughs> genital yeah. parts. I saw where you were going with that. Yeah. I'm going to follow it. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Baxter's hard bovril. <laughs> pacing right, pacing right, pacing right, pacing right, pacing right. That's one meaty spirit. Oh, yes. As we know, Japan would finally qualify in 1998 to go to the World Cup. And then the 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 tournament after that, they co-hosted with South Korea. Oh, I forgot to say, when they drew with Iraq... That meant that they didn't qualify, but it did mean that South Korea, their arch rivals, were able to jump ahead to qualify. And the match is known in South Korea as the Miracle of Doha. Um. <laughs> the, 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 the main story that I have prepared for, for your delectation is about one of, if not the first foreign player ever to play in Japan, long before the likes of Andres Iniesta, Zico, and Jay Boothroyd, there was Roy Ramos. Roy Ramos. Well, it's like, to be fair, I think it might be, I can't say it. It's R-U-Y. Roy. I can't roll my R's, does. It, it might be Roy. Roy Ramos. <laughs> my girlfriend's <laughs> Greek. I get enough of this. I get enough of this. My name's Roy. <laughs> <laughs> if your name uh, is Roy, get in touch. Roy. Roy Ramos. Yeah, there's yeah. a reason. There's a reason why I um, only refer to him by his last name for the rest of this. So Ramos was born in Mendes, Rio de Janeiro, in 1957, and began his professional career at Yomuri, which is now called Tokyo Verdi, in 1977. 
depending on how you look at it, Ramos is the first foreign player in Japanese football. Uh, there is a man called Sergio Echigo who played for a club called Toa Estate Development, who are now called Shonan Belmar, from 1972 to 1974. But he is what's known as a Nisai, which is a term for ethnically Japanese people that were born in Brazil. There historically being quite a bit of migration between the two countries. Yeah. Bit of a fun fact for you. There's an anime called Captain Tsubasa, which um, Aguero was a big fan of, and um, that's why he has the nickname Kun. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I like that. That's like a proper interesting piece of information. It's like researched and stuff, isn't it? That's that. That's a weeb fact as well, that is. Ah. I mean, I'm, I'm, before anyone shouts at me, I know that Aguero is, is Argentinian, not Brazilian. I just thought it was cool. Yeah, definitely. So about this Sergio Echigo person, you, know, you remember a long time ago, I think it was the Lao, Lao episode where there was that guy who managed them that clearly wrote his own Wikipedia because he claimed he was like the best manager in the history of English people in Asia. Yeah. I'm not calling um, Sergio Echigo a fraud, a man who is in his late 70s, but in an interview with footballguitar.com, alarm bells, mm. he claims to have invented a type of faint move, which he calls the flip-flap, <laughs> and that he taught it to no less than Roberto Rivellino when he was a youth player at Corinthians. Wow, that's got to be true, hasn't it? And apparently, apparently, this is a this was a move so devastating that Pele himself was never never able to learn it. I don't know. I've seen loads of digital recreations of him doing the flippy flapper. <laughs> he's looking. He's looking down on us now, going, "Oh, Sergio, why are you such a liar?" Pele, famously a vampire. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I couldn't get it right. <laughs> it was stupid, anyway. The anyway, thing with those sort of right. individual tricks that people claim to have invented, like that and the Cruyff turn, I'm sure other people will have just done it and it just didn't get the exposure back then because, you know, there was only like one football game that was televised, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like, I'm sure Mr. Cruyff was um, very proud of that, but for, yeah, you know, I'm, to be named just after, I don't know, maybe I'm being harsh, maybe I'm being harsh, but. Yeah, I just think it's, it's it's kind of it's something that's going on all over the world all the time, isn't it? Yeah, it's like um, you know how Tony Hawk famously did the first uh, nine hundred. There's been all sorts of people saying like, "Oh yeah, I did that in the seventies," like, but no one recorded it. Was it Pele? Yeah, it was Pele. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> <Akali> was Pele. <laughs> Roy Ramos. Oh, I said it again. Was taught football by his father who sadly died when Ramos was just six years old. Um, after this, the family moved to Sao Paulo to live with an aunt. So a very fresh Prince of Bel-Air style situation. And um, at the age of 17, much to the chagrin of his mother, Ramos had decided to leave school to pursue a career in football, like many young Brazilians at the time. Uh, during this time, he befriended Brazil-born Japanese men George Yonashiro and Nelson Yoshimura, later known as Daishiro Yoshimura. Imagine like being Japanese but born in Brazil and your parents are like, right, we better give him like a sort of vaguely Western name. Mm, Nelson. <laughs> you will be you, my son, will be Nelson Yoshimura. I was enjoying George. George is another good one. Mm-hmm. 
both very strong names. Uh, both both of these guys, incidentally, um, have played in the J League and managed. For for it was they who suggested to Ramos that he travel back with them to Japan because none of them were managing to get a break in Brazil. Uh, so he quickly nice. signed for Yamuri upon arrival, but he had a few problems adjusting to life in Japan. He had a spicy South American temper, which ended up getting him banned for a year after a bad tackle. Some tackle, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to be completely honest, a lot of his life story I got off a very weirdly translated article. So I wasn't totally sure how bad it was. It kind of it, it read like the author was trying to say he went through a guy. Mm. Fine. I mean, and back then you you could you know tackles were sort of a little bit more wild anyway. So it sounds like he just assaulted someone. Yeah, they're very polite in Japan as well, so it might have been really bad. After he'd calmed down and everyone had forgiven him, he went on to have two fairly decent seasons, helping the team win the League Cup in 1979. He also met a Japanese woman named Hatsune around this time, who he would go on to marry in 1985. Oh, good guy. Uh, while they were dating, uh, he took Hatsune for a motorbike ride where they suffered a crash. Uh, Hatsune was unhurt, but Ramos ended up with a fractured tibia and fibula. Mm. So, um, another setback for old Rui there. This kept him off the pitch for most of the 81 season, which um, by all accounts was a very dark time for our boy, where he uh, took refuge in the drink and became a general nightmare to be around, according to his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a reliable source then. Mm -hmm. Slowly but surely, Ramos managed to come back over the next few seasons and became very popular. Um, He received an invitation to become a naturalized Japanese citizen, which was a scheme cooked up by football executives attempting to professionalize the Japanese game, partially as a recognition for Ramos's services to the sport and partially as a ploy to attract more foreign players, which I think he knew full well. But after some initial hesitation, I think he, he thought like, well, I've been here decades and I'm married to a Japanese woman. I may as well. I'm not getting into the Brazil team anytime soon. Yeah. So he accepted and made his debut for the Japanese national team in 1990, going on to help them win the their first Asian Cup in 92, where he played in every game of the tournament. Legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, I'm going to send you guys a picture of this guy just, just so you can like look at him. He's the most 70s, 80s Brazilian man. Oh, wow, yeah. Gives me the same sort of vibes as, was it, what was his name? Chris Birchall, who played for Trinidad and Tobago. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> just a white guy from Stafford. <laughs> it is a bit like that, isn't it? I love that story. I think like they were playing Rochdale or something. And um, they had a Trinidadian player, and apparently he just like sidled up to him afterwards and went, I hear you have Trini blood. <laughs> <laughs> so, in total, uh, Ramos played 456 games and scored 107 goals in the Japanese leagues. He spent his entire career in Japan and was pivotal in its turn to professionalism. Uh, as such, he is regarded as one of the J-League's first superstar players. And um, after retirement, he had managerial stints at his beloved Tokyo Verde and another team called FC Gifu, 
And for some reason, he's also managed the Japanese national beach soccer game on three occasions. Of course, yeah. That's what. You, so that's really the reason you go into this sort of stuff, isn't it? I think like they were just like, oh, he's Brazilian. He's bound to be able to like play football on the beach. I think he was just doing it one day randomly, and they were like, oh, go on, Roy, Roy, <laughs> go on, Roy. Yeah, the coach hasn't turned up this week. You, uh, you fancy sitting in? <laughs> it's just sort of got out, out of hand from there. One of his stints was really recent. I think it was like 2019. And I think he won a cup with them, but it's hard to find much information about beach football. Yeah, got buried in the sand. Lovely. Hatsune sadly passed away in 2011 after a battle with cancer, but Ramos remains in Japan to this day where he makes a living as a television personality. And that is that is the man. Sad times, but what a legacy. Yeah. It's like, I, I always think... I think we've talked about this before. Like, if you were like bang average player here, would you play in the conference or would you go to like I don't know Brunei. somewhere somewhere weird and be like the superstar of the country? In any walk of life, I'd be choosing that option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's broaden your horizons, isn't it? Go and see what's out there. And if it's beach soccer in Japan, then great. <laughs> if it's getting stabbed in crew, fine. <laughs> at, at least you know. <laughs> I just googled this guy. He looks like an absolute legend. He does, yeah. He looks like he should be on a surfboard. <laughs> Sixty-five years old. What a guy! Is that it? Get him on. <laughs> In the meantime, That's... we've got to we've got to pick another country, haven't we? Who's this for? Is it me next? Yeah, because you did something. Brunei. Brunei was that the last one? Yeah, it must have been, wasn't it? And yeah. I feel like I haven't done one for a little while. Fine, let me pull up the old random country generator. <laughs> and I am going to press... Where the hell's the random button gone? They've changed it. No! You've got to watch 12 videos before you can... <laughs> Oh, what the hell? Where's it gone? This is really sad. Oh, right. So I'm going to hit the button, Baxter. Are you ready? Go on. Your random country, oh, for God's sake. It's very topical, and I'm sure you'll be able to find some interesting stories, but they're all going to be very depressing. Oh, dear. You've got Qatar. Oh, dear. Ah, uh, mm. Fine. All right, we'll try and stick to the football, eh? Yeah. Well, if you're interested, I've got another another game. Game, game, game. So if you're interested. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're not interested, I've still got the game. It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, go on then. Hang on. Is it Snakes and Ladders? No, that would be good, though. Somehow my list with it on has managed to scroll away from itself. There you go, it's back. So, same as last time, really simple question, but lots of possible answers. I didn't want to do as many as last time, but I accidentally did more. (laughs) Yeah. So this is a question which has 44 correct answers. So again, we might have to um, just rattle through these a little bit. No repetition, no writing Mm -hmm. it down. Okay. And, you know, don't take the mickey with how long you're taking to answer. But the question is... You're so strict. A little bit. Sorry. 
The question is, clubs that have won the FA Cup. Sweet. And there are 44 of the buggers. <laughs> I think Daz went first last time, so and then Tom won. So, Tom, did you want to kick off, or did you want to throw yeah. to Daz? I'm going to show off. Oh, here we Wander- go, then. Wanderers. Wanderers is, is right. I don't know what they're actually called on this list, though. That's a shame. Um... I think they're just called Wanderers. I should have got, should have got that, shouldn't I? Tom. Okay, that's Arsenal. Correct. Tottenham. Correct. Man United. Yes. Presumably Man City. Yes. Liverpool. Yes. <laughs> uh, Leicester. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Less, yes, Leicester recently. Uh, I think. Cool. Yeah, I thought they did recently. Yeah, I just couldn't find it because the list is sorted by. Um, amounts of time they've done it, so there are a lot of teams on one. Yeah, um, Daz, I'm gonna go for dun, dun, dun. Portsmouth. I don't two. They've done it twice. Look at them. Preston North End. Preston North End. There's another one that's won it twice. I'm gonna go for Wigan Athletic. Wigan Athletic beat Man City in the final. Yeah, yeah. That was very memorable, Daz. I can't believe. It's like I went to the semi-final between Wigan and Millwall. Nice. Ah. Was that um, Heskey's last game? No, no, no. God, no. He, he wasn't playing for him there. He, his last game was for Bolton. That was I was there oh, yeah. for that. What am I on about? Um, Chelsea? Have we had Chelsea? We haven't had Chelsea, but now we have. That's fine. Does I've genuinely not been keeping track of who Ooh. said what. So, yeah, I'm in danger. Doing what I did last time. Have we had West Ham? We haven't, but that's fine. That's the correct answer. I just had a team in my head and it's just fallen out. West Ham. West Ham. Oh, God. That's bad. Why? Uh, oh, God. Southampton? Southampton will do. <laughs> they yeah. have won it just the once. So there you go. That counts. 1976. Does? Um, I'm not sure if they have won it actually, but it seems like a big team to have a guess at. So I'm going to go for Newcastle United. Newcastle United have won it six times. Aston Villa. Aston Villa have won it seven times. Have they? Hmm, apparently. Last time was in 1957, so it's understandable why you weren't aware of that. Yeah. Everton? Everton have won it five times. Yeah. Nottingham Forest? Forests, yep, that's in it as well. There's loads of really old teams we're never going to guess. Absolutely, yeah. This is what I, I want to do. <laughs> I want to get a bit cheeky. Yeah. Um, Still plenty of famous ones. Yeah, my mind's a bit blank at the minute. Um, Chef Wednesday? Chef Wednesday is correct. Tom? Um, Derby County? Derby County is correct. If Derby have won it. <laughs> Who else? There's got to be some Midlands teams who've won it. We've already had Villa, I'm sure. I'm not going to say it anyway. Birmingham City? Oh, I think that might be it. Yeah. Um, yes, it doesn't appear to be in there. Uh, yeah, they won the League Cup, didn't they? That is two wins in a row, flipping heck. Deuce! The hay. Getting smashed up and down the park. Yeah. Tom, Martin want... gets battered everywhere he goes. 
Sorry, have I'll you, stop now. It's fine. Have you got any you want to throw in just before I read the rest of the names? I, I wanted to I wanted to try and guess at who won it after Wanderers, and I think it was something like Eaton Old Boys. Um, I think you might be right. Yes, Old Etonians. Oh, I'm amazing. I'm so that, I'm so that, fucking clever. That is fabulous. Daz, after you said Sheffield Wednesday, I'm surprised you didn't say Sheffield United. Yeah. Couldn't remember if they'd won it or not. They they've won it more times than, than Wednesday. A couple of other big teams you missed that have won it. We've got Blackburn, Wolves, Bolton, who've already been mentioned tonight, Sunderland, Berry, who don't exist anymore. Um, and then we get into the daft ones, Oxford University, Royal Engineers, huh. Clapham Rovers, Old Carthusians, probably not how you say it. Blackburn <laughs> Olymp Blackburn Olympic. I've never heard of them. They won it. Huddersfield. Burnley, Cardiff, Blackburn, Notts County, Barnsley, Charlton, Bradford City, Ipswich Town, Coventry, Wimbledon, and that is it. Hmm. I might have got Notts County if you gave me a week. Yeah, I think I'd have got Leeds because I think they were a big oh, yeah. team. They're a good team in like the seventies, aren't they? So, I wonder if Notts yeah. County are the lowest ranked existing team to have won it. That's a good shout. Depends if you count Barry. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's some sort of schism going on there. I can't keep track of it. Is that weird guy still running the website of the, the club that doesn't <laughs> exist anymore? I hope so. I lost my mood ring today. I'm not sure how I feel about it. We... Nice. Football, Tom Daz backs the nation's drunkest podcast. In the mix, coming at you fast. Strange football, it's from the past. Bringing you those warty facts. Grab a nail, sit back, relax. Guaranteed you'll have a blast. Email in, we don't do facts. They retro reference as well, mood ring. Yeah, I don't know what mood ring is. It was just this thing used to used to. It was just literally a ring, and it it would light up yeah. different colours in the various circumstances and it was you know meant to convey you mean I don't, I don't know why you would need an indicator of that because surely you knew how you were feeling it's like a 90s hippie indicator it was the 90s yeah so like if it went green that'd mean you're sad or something it's basically a you know how you get like those thermometers that you stick on fridges and like uh, they they have colors on them and they fill up like changes color when it's can changes color different temperatures. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Might there might get one. I might get one. If anyone has a mood ring that they want to give us or just discuss with us, you can get in touch. You can email pintofootball two thousand fifteen at gmail dot com. And we're still on Twitter at pof underscore reviews. Please follow my lewd alternate account, mood ring underscore Muppet Sex. More dick energy. <laughs> Bye, everyone. See you at the next hundred. Sports Social Podcast Network.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.